we are still continuing our preaching series or our series entitled Here and Now. And for the past two weeks, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. I hope you guys have been following the series. It's a series where we talk about the presence of God here and now. Because a lot of times we think that the kingdom of God is a life after this one where we enjoy Him in heaven. But we have been talking about this for the past two weeks, that the kingdom of God is here today. The reign of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And so if this is the kingdom of God, who is the king? His name is? Tatlo lang po ang present last week. <laughs> the king of this kingdom is Jesus. And as he is king, we are citizens of his kingdom. And we follow what the kingdom and the king says. And for this week, we're talking about the value of the kingdom. And when we talk about the word value, what does value mean? Value means it's defined as the regard that something is held to deserve. It's the worthiness of something. It's the importance. So if that is the definition of value, I can therefore conclude what is important to us, it is what is valuable. Tama ba? What, is, what are the most important things in your life today? Pag-isipan nyo. We put it with so much value, we take care of it, we keep it. If it's a thing, we spend more time with it, we make sure it doesn't get lost, we make sure it's taken care of. Why? Because these are the important things in our lives. And so as believers, as we talk about the value of the kingdom, this is my question. What is the value of the kingdom of God in your lives today? Ano ba yung value ng kingdom ni God sa mga buhay natin? I know it's a hard question to answer and that's why we are going through two parables today. The first one is the parable of the hidden treasure. And we start in verse 44 of Matthew chapter 13. So if, you're, if you have your Bibles with you, please get your uh, Bibles. That may be an electronic Bible or hard copy Bible. And we're going to read it all together because it's a very short verse. It's a one verse. Later, there's another parable that I will share with you. But today, since it's just one verse, let's all read it together. Okay, Bayon? Amen? Alright. Verse 44. Let's all read it. The kingdom of heaven is like the treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. This is the parable of the hidden treasure. What does it mean? What is Jesus talking about when he talks about a hidden treasure? You have to understand, when we talk about treasure hidden in a field during those times, ganito po yung picture noon. Sabi niya, there was a man. So this man was probably not the owner. He's not the owner of the field. He was probably hired to tend the field. And lo and behold, he found this treasure. It was in a jar filled with treasure. Context. Bakit naman merong treasure doon in a field? You know, during the time of Jesus, wala pa po tayong mga banko noon. And so the wealthy would have so many lands, marami po silang lupa, and they would have cattle. Now, the very wealthy would have gold. They would have so much gold, silver, and pearls that they didn't know where to keep it. 
Now, because of the Roman Empire would conquer place to place, when during the war, the way to keep this uh, treasure was to put it in a jar and ibabaon po nila to sa hindi nila lupa. Why? They will not put it in their own land because when they leave, now people know, ah, ito mayaman to. Binaon niya to dito sa lupa niya. So the key was for them to bury the treasure in a land that their own. So now there is a man during this time, he was just cultivating the land and he finds this treasure. Jewish law dictates that the treasure is yours when you find it. Why? Because most probably, namatay na yung owner niyan or na exile that they won't be able to go back for it. During this time also, there were stories of like this that people would find treasure not their own. And bigla po silang yayaman. And this was what happened in the man in the parable. And so this is my question. If one day in your backyard, kami po, wala kami backyard. We live in a condo that's very small, just 12 bedrooms. So, kayo, if you have a backyard, one day, nagtatanggal ka na gano, and then you see something shiny. And then, hinukay mo pa, and then you, you went through it, and now you open a treasure chest, and you see this. What will happen to you? What will happen in your life when you see that treasure? Anong gagawin nyo? You know, today, I researched that one kilo of gold, pure gold, is $47,000. That's 2.5 million pesos. So, anong ginawa ko? Kinilo ko ang gold ko. Hindi, wala po ang gold. It's, imagine this, ha? One kilo of gold is 47,000 US dollars. That's around 2.5 million. And if a treasure chest is around 50, 50 kilos, that would make you instantly 125 million pesos richer in an instant. What would happen when you see that much gold? Kunwari, no? Sampung treasure chest. Ano una mo isipin? What would come to your mind? Di na ako dadana Edsa, bibili ko helicopter. Bahala kayo. Yeah. Something changed in your perspective. One day you are a p- person who is hopeless with your situation. When you see it, all of a sudden, instantly, everything is fixed. Will that happen to you? Mukhang ako lang talaga yung mukhang pera dito, Lord. Parang ayaw nila ng treasure. It would change you, right? From a hopeless case now to so much hope because of this treasure that you find. This is what Jesus was talking about. He says, the kingdom of God is like finding a hidden treasure. What does that mean? Why is the kingdom of God now compared to something that is so much valuable? Why? Because of this answer. Because we know that the kingdom of God, the presence of Jesus in our lives is more than any treasure. It's something that no amount of money can buy. And I hope we get this because this is what we're preaching about. Think about it. Once you encounter Jesus for the first time, what do you get? You get saved. Can that be bought by any amount? You get to be forgiven. You get to live your life away from the sins. Nabura na sins nyo from the past that has been haunting you. And that is treasures that the kingdom offers. You get to live a life with hope. You get to experience true love from the Father. You get to experience freedom from sin. The life that you think you can't live with this sin, now, all of a sudden, you are free from it. 
a relationship with the Heavenly Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit living inside of you, that is treasure that the Heavenly Father was talking about. Jesus was talking about something that money cannot buy. I like how uh, Pastor John MacArthur said it. The kingdom is a heavenly treasure lying in fields of this poverty-stricken, bankrupt, accursed world. It is a price sufficient to make everyone of earth's poor, miserable, blind, sinful inhabitants immeasurably rich for all eternity. For someone who has no hope, when you find Jesus in your life, what happens? There's that shift. We change. We transform. Why? Because when we know the real value of the kingdom, what happens? It transforms us. Meron ba sa inyo naka-experience na binago na kayo ni Lord? Thank you, Lord. Meron pa rin. Kahit parano. Mga best friend ko. Ang laging sumasag. Meron ba? Yung binago kayo ni Lord? Yes. When we know the true value of the kingdom, what happens? We are transformed. We are changed. We now live a life of hope. But unfortunately, this is the sad reality. If Jesus is the king of this kingdom, a lot of citizens in this kingdom do not know the value of his kingdom. A lot of us, even I, for some times, no, nawawala yung value of the kingdom of God. You want to know why? Thank you. Yes. You want to know why people forget, people are people don't know the real value of the kingdom? It's because of this. I'm gonna tell you a story about a thief. There's this thief, jewelry thief, who goes in a jewelry store. This jewelry store is filled with different kinds of jewelry from the cheap ones to the very expensive ones. So the thief comes in by the night when everyone is not there, the store is closed. And you know what he does? He does not steal anything. What he does is, he replaces the price tag of the expensive with the cheap. Pinagpalit niya. Imagine, no, dito sa Green Hills, ang Imagine na lang, pinagpalit nung urig yung fake. Tapos pagbili mo dyan, nung fake, urig pala. Ganon, no? So, what he does, he changes the price tag, he gets the 1 million, and he puts it in a place of the 10 pesos, and vice versa. He, he jumbles everything that is the most expensive, he puts in the cheapest, and at the same time, the cheapest with the most expensive. What happens when the store opens? People get to buy something that's so expensive, but it really has no value. And now, some people would buy the most cheapest with so much value. You know, this story is what the enemy, the devil, has been doing ever since time immemorial, ever since sin came here. What has he been doing? He's been deceiving us of what is more valuable. Yung akala natin mahal, wala talagang presyo. And the things that we think, are, we take for granted are the things that we need to value. That's what he does. The question today is, if the kingdom of God, as I preach this message, is the most valuable thing that we could ever have as believers, what do you value most in your life today? It's very easy to answer that question. 
what do you value most in your life today? When we read this next verse, we will know what we value most. The Bible says, Matthew 6, 21, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your heart today? Is it the next iPhone 11 with three cameras? Is it the next watch that you want? Is it the next car that you want? Don't get me wrong, these are all good things, but if we are so consumed about getting it, sabi nga nung one of our pastors, no, if yung kotse mas hinihimas natin kesa sa misis natin, there's something wrong. Sabi nung misis, what is the most precious thing that our heart is telling us today? Because the heart will reveal what is most valuable to us. What consumes you? Is it more power? Is it to be more famous? Is it to be more popular? To be an influencer? What consumes us today? What is the most important thing in our hearts and our minds today? Maybe for some, it's the next pursuit of a new career. Maybe for some, it's just rest from the Lord that right now you're sleeping. Where is your heart today? John has a warning of the world and what the world values. First John verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving of physical pleasure. What else? A craving of everything we see and a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. You know, the parable was talking about where your heart really is. What do we value in our lives today? As you continue, verse 44, now this treasure was discovered by this man randomly and we believe this that if you relate it into an encounter first encounter with Jesus we know this that it is God who leads us to him. Meron ba sa inyo yung na-save randomly? Hindi ko alam, dinala lang ako ng pinsan ko. Tapos yung pastor parang ako yung kausap. Tapos nag-surrender na ako. Ngayon naka-experience na ba sa inyo ng ganun? Or you're watching 700 club and for some reason the pastor there saying you the one watching. Yes, I'm talking to you. Parang talagang ikaw talaga yung kinakausap. Just like this man, he just chanced upon it. But the reality is, it's God who leads us to Him. He is the one who makes a divine appointment with us. And so what happens? This man, because of that encounter with Jesus, he now leaves everything with joy. It says, in his joy. The Bible tells us that all the true joy comes only from a relationship with Jesus. And now what does he do? He sells everything. And for the people during this time, sabihin nila, why would you sell everything just for one procession? If you're a businessman here today, we know this, that the principle is never put all your eggs in one chicken basket. Diba? You don't put everything there. You don't uh, risk everything there and say, I will give up everything for this. And parables would elicit this feeling that they would be offended. Anong sinasabi ni Jesus? But you know, Jesus was not talking about buying something. 
He wasn't talking about the kingdom that he will be able to buy because of his, his wealth. Because we know this, that we cannot buy ourselves a place in heaven. And so what was Jesus talking about? He was talking about not buying, but actually giving up. That when Jesus offered a life for us, forgiveness, salvation, what was he talking about? He was talking about an exchange of all of who we are for all of who he is. That when we choose to follow Jesus, what happens? We leave everything behind. It's about lordship. We know this here in Victory. We always say this for the past 35 years. If He is Lord of all or not at all. Tama ba yung Tim? He is Lord of all or not at all. Oh, parang ganun. Yes. So it's either He is Lord of everything in your life or sometimes we withhold one and say, The Lord, I will follow you in everything. Wag ko lang isurrender to. Kasi mahal ko siya. Kasi I can't give this up. Why? Because it's something that makes me feel good. Jesus was talking about following Him, everything about us, and saying, Lord, be the one to lead my life. Full trust in the Lord. Jesus talks about this also in Luke chapter 9. It was Jesus talking and He said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. This is the thing that we need to give up to the Lord. Why? Because we know this, doing our life on our own won't work, right? Yes. Why? That's why we need Him. Because we do, can't do it on our own. The, mat, the, the moment we go back to default and, and say, Lord, ako na bahala sa buhay ko, what happens? We fall again. We fail again and we go back to Him. You know, the parable was talking, talking about a treasure and something that you would give up. You know, most of the time, the enemy would tell you, wag mo na give up yan. Mag Sunday service ka. Sinave ka naman ni Lord. Okay na yan. Lugi ka kay Lord pag give up mo yan. Yung ginagawa mo sa business, pag hindi ka na ganyang practice, when you don't do it under the table, over the table, malulugi ka. So don't give that up. Mahal ka naman ni Lord. You know, when we think this way, we always look at the things that we are giving up. Parang tayo, no? Lord, pag binigay ko ba ito sa'yo, Lord, papalitan mo ba agad? Mayroon naka-experience na ba ng ganon? Lord, pag sinorender ko ba ito sa'yo, papalitan mo agad? You know, the kingdom of God, and I want you to get this, it will always outweigh everything that you leave behind. Never kang malulugi pag si Lord pinili mo. The enemy will deceive you na lugi ka. But you know what? God wants you to surrender everything to Him. Because when we surrender everything to Him and say, Lord, be the Lord of my life. Be my master. Lead me to everything that I will do in my life. You know what will happen? He will be the one to give you that breakthrough. Minsan, no, hawak lang kasi natin. Eh. Inaantay lang niya tayong let go. The Apostle Paul said it 
Sabi niya, but whatever gain I had counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Imagine, no? He had everything. He was a popular man. He was a powerful man. He had so much influence in his community. And what he is saying here, the Apostle Paul, basura lahat yon. It's all garbage compared to what I gain in Christ. If there's one thing I want you to take today, it's this. Stop looking at the things that you have given up and start looking at what you have gained in the Lord. You know, sometimes we're fo- so focused on the past. Na Lord, dapat di ko binigay ito sa'yo. Dapat di ko ito ginawa. But you know what? God will be the one to do His work for as long as when we surrender, we allow Him to be Lord in our lives. Amen? As we continue, we go to the next parable. This is the next parable. It's the parable of the pearl. Verse 45, it says here, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant. A merchant is a wholesaler, the one that goes around town from town. And it says here, in search of fine pearl, someone who pursues, someone who runs after. You know, the Bible, uh, the parable ends the same way. Sabi niya don, who on finding one pearl of great value, value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. He also sold everything, just like the first parable, right? But there's a big difference of the first and the second parable. Because the word here, search, means someone is looking for it. And we know this because of sin coming in our lives, we don't have the capacity to search for God. The Bible says, in their case... The God of this world has blinded the minds of the believers. Unbelievers, di natin mahanap si Lord. And so in this second parable, hindi tayo ang nagsa-search kay God. It's God searching for us. And when I say this, I want you to get this. You know, in this second parable, who is the pearl of great value? You want to know who is the pearl of great value? That's you. God pursued, God searched from place to place that when He found you, He drawn you into Him. Why? Because we are the pearl of great value. You know, the world we live in would tell us, this is your worth. Eto ka lang. Wala ka nang mararating sa buhay mo. Wala ka nang mararating. Ganito ka lang. Lagi kang tulog. Pag 5.30. But God tells us, this is my son, this is my daughter, my precious one pearl. What did God do? Sends his one and only son to pursue us. Sells everything to buy us. Because that's how precious we are to God. The value of the kingdom is a value of experiencing him, pursuing us. You know, salvation is free, right? But it costs something to the Father. Costs so much. Imagine, He sent His one and only Son to die on the cross. Not to pay with gold and silver, but to pay with His life on the cross. Shed His blood to pursue us. 
And I hope we know that this is the value of the kingdom. It's a personal experience with God pursuing us. And so the question is today, how do we value the kingdom? I'm Abigail Mesari Mundo. Um, and I'm so grateful po uh, na nandito po ako ngayon to share what God has done in my life. So, so I'm a daughter of both missionary pastors. I grew up po in a very, very poor family. Hindi po ako nago eh, totoo po, very poor family. Dahil nga po, church planters, yung uh, parents ko po, dumating sa point na nakatira kami, kami sa waiting shed sa Pangasinan. And everything changed when my father died when I was 12. So he died inside the church gathering. So he preached, he prayed, he did not open his eyes anymore. The cause of his death was aneurysm. Tatlong ugat po niya sa utak ang pumutok. Pero ang cause ng kanyang aneurysm was overfatigue. Nung nalaman ko po na ang dahilan ng pagkamatay ng tatay ko ay sobrang pagod, I started to have this rage. Galit na galit ako sa lahat ng born-again Christians. Galit na galit ako sa lahat ng churches. At higit sa lahat, galit na galit ako kay Lord. Kasi para sa akin, kung hindi nila pinagod yung tatay ko, dapat buhay pa to hanggang ngayon. That moment changed my life. So at the age of 12, kahit alam ko po na may Panginoong Jesus, at the age of 12, I started to be so addicted with pornography. I was so into pornography from 12 to 23. At the age of 16, I started to smoke and to drink. At the age of 16 also, I started to have sexual relationships with men and women. I was a bisexual. I thought, kapag nakipag-relationship po ako sa babae at sa lalaki, ay sila po ang pwedeng humugot sa akin sa pinagdadaanan ko. At the age of 16 also, I became a mistress. I was a mistress for seven years. At the age of 17, I started to take illegal substances. I started with rugby. O di ba po, kachipan. Start po ako sa rugby. Hanggang sa pinakamamahaling klase ng drugs. Injectables, encapsulated. I was into drugs from 17 to 23. Then I thought I was coming back to the Lord when I became a victim of gang rape when I was 19. At dahil po sobrang wala po akong malapitan noon, wala akong mahingahan, and wala din po akong gustong pakinggan, sobrang yabang ko po nung time na yon. at gusto kong magrebelde sa Diyos. So at the age of 19, nung natalo po ako sa kaso, I decided to live on the streets. So, anim na buwan po, tumira po ko sa lansangan. Literal pong palaboy. Dumating sa point na nangangalkal ako ng pagkain sa basurahan ng Jollibee. Six months tumira po ako sa payatas, garbage dump site ng payatas and basek. But believe it or not, ayoko pong mamatay ng palaboy. At yun lang po ang naging, ayun lang po ang naging motivation ko. That's the reason kung bakit at the age of 19, I entered escort service. I was a prostitute from 19 to 23. At isa pa pong grash, uh, grace ni Lord, at the, uh, I still graduated from college. I was able to graduate from college. I graduated from Philippine Normal University Education. At dahil nakagraduate pa po ako ng college, nakapagturo po agad ako, that's the reason why at the age of 21, I had seven criminal cases. Dahil hindi ko po kayang paghiwalayin ang aking karir bilang guro at bilang escort service. Pitong criminal cases na halos ikabaliw ko po. And that's the reason kung bakit po ako nag-suicide ng tatlong beses nung ako ay 21 years old. But every time I wanted to kill myself, every time I commit suicide, 
my daddy God would always come to my rescue. He would always come to my rescue. Pero sa sobrang yabang ko pa rin po at wala po akong gustong pakinggan, at the age of 21, gusto ko pong patayin ang nanay at kuya ko. My mom continued to be a missionary pastor and my brother continued to be a pastor. Na sobrang kinagalit ko po kasi pakiramdam ko mas pinili nilang simbahan over sa akin. And at the age of 21, I would try to kill my mom. I would go to her house and I would try to burn her. I would kick her on her chest and I would kick her on her face. I would go to my brother's house in Cavite. I would try to kill my brother. Ginagawa ko po siyang dartboard ng kutsilyo. Kung makaiwas ka, good. Kung hindi, sorry. Wala po ako sa tamang kitinuan. Bangengi po ako noong time na yon. I would bang my brother on the wall. Dahil makapal po yung niya, I would bang him on the wall. Hindi ako titigil hanggat di ko siya nakikitang duguan. I never thought that my brother and my mom can still be used by God to rescue me as well. That's why I have a challenge for the younger generation. When was the last time you said sorry, thank you and I love you to your parents? When was the last time you said sorry, thank you and I love you to our family members? I'm just so blessed that the Lord still allowed me to say sorry, thank you and I love you to my mom and to my brother. But my biggest turning point happened when I was 23. During this time, my mom went back to Thailand for a mission. At hindi na po alam talaga ng nanay ko yung gagawin sa buhay ko. So one night, nasa Thailand po yung mama ko, she prayed. And her prayer was, Lord, kung hindi mo napapakinabangan at ng bansang Pilipinas si Abigail, kunin mo na siya. Kaya yung mga kaidaran ko dyan, mag-ingat kayo. Baka yung nanay nyo, nananalangin na rin ng ganun. <laughs> that moment when my mom prayed I was found inside my apartment in Ermita kulay talong literal po kulay talong overdosed and that moment changed my life until now I thought when I die I would go to heaven for two main reasons because number one I'm a daughter of a pastor and number two I still go to church believe it or not Habang ginagawa ko po lahat ng kalokohan na yun, from 12 to 23, I was still active inside the church. I joined many ministries, I lead young people, I disciple young people, and so on. That is why it is not because you are inside the church. You have the heart of God. And it's very much easy to fake that outside, you're okay, but deep inside, you're not. It is very much easy to fake that outside you're smiling, but deep inside you're crying. In my case, I faked it for 11 solid years. And that moment, the Lord allowed to see a vision of myself, not in heaven, but in hell. Every time people would ask me what I remember during my deathbed, I had one specific moment with the Lord. I was shouting out loud to the Lord and I said, Lord, one last chance, one last chance. Ibalik mo lang yung buhay ko. Promise ko sa'yo pagsasawaan mo to hanggang pagtanda ko. And the Lord rescued me. Brought back my life. And a group of Christian people helped me and entered me into rehabilitation program. Nirehab po ko for two years. Until 2014, nakalabas po ko ng rehab. Until 2015, I was digging in deeper for my deeper purpose in life. Hindi po ko masaya na paulit-ulit ko nilang sinasabi yung kwento na yon. I was asking the Lord, Lord, ito na yon, ito na yun ba yung purpose ko? 
magkwento na lang ng paulit-ulit. And the Lord gave the answer. When He allowed me to give birth to the movement called Rescue Kabataan. So I started Rescue Kabataan in Imus Cavite, June 11, 2015. Simple lang po. What did the Lord do to me? He rescued me. And that is my motivation to rescue others as well. Hanggang sa 2016 po, naging presidente si President Duterte at inappoint niya si former chairperson ng National Youth Commission, Isa Siguera. At ipinatawag po niya kami sa kanyang office para magkaroon ng national partnership, National Youth Commission and, the res and Rescue Kabataan. Hanggang sa formally po 2016, ay inadapt na po ng Department of Education Central ang Rescue Kabataan para pasukin ang lahat ng schools sa buong Pilipinas, public, private, college, high school, senior high school, college and universities all around the Philippines, legal, to saturate and share and show God's love to these young people. And then 2016 po ay nabigyan po tayo ng pagkakataon i-represent ang ating bansa sa United Nations. At taon, nung taon din po yon ay formal na naging programa ng United Nations ang Rescue Kabataan. Pero isa po sa pinakamalaking um, breakthrough po nangyari sa Rescue Kabataan ay taong 2017. Nung tayo po kasama si Aiza Siguera ay pinadala sa Russia para sa World Festival of Youth Leaders and Students. 188 countries po ang nandun, 33,000 government leaders mula sa presidente hanggang sa mga youth leaders po nila ang nandun. Bakit ko po sinishare po sa inyo ang lahat ng yun? And the rest is history. Because who would have thought that a former prostitute like me can still be the founder of Rescue Kabataan? Who would have thought that a former drug dependent like me can still be used by God to serve this generation To serve this nation, no one. I've realized that when God wants to do an impossible task, He will really choose an impossible man, an impossible woman, just like you and me. Crush, mold that woman, that man, for that specific task. I pray that our story of God's redemption is enough for us to rescue others as well. Maraming maraming salamat po. To God be the Lord. You know, for Abigail, she learned the value of what Christ has done for her. And when we talk about the value of the kingdom, we're not talking about something that is a transaction, something that is an exchange. When we talk about the value of the kingdom, it's what God has done for us. And I hope we can go back to her story because, you know, All of us have a personal encounter with God. And that is so much valuable. And I pray that you will not disregard. I pray that you will not just allow the enemy to lie to you that it's in the past. Because when we say here and now, the kingdom is here and now when we can take part in what God is doing. You know, probably some of us won't change the world like she does. But again, we are called to Be salt and light in this kingdom. If we value what God has done for us in our lives, if we know that we have received this treasure, isn't it this treasure that we should give to someone in need? You know, a lot of victory group leaders here spend so much of their time, effort, even their money 
to sacrifice and witness, to sacrifice and speak life to people around them, even though parang wala nangyayari, even though parang nothing is happening. But you know what? One day in the kingdom of God here, God will transform the people that they disciple. My prayer is that we get to see the value of what Christ has done for you and me. I'm going to end with this, Hebrews 12. It says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And I want you to note this. Who for the joy that was set before him, there was that joy for Jesus. That whenever he was nailed, he was bruised, he was whipped. The Bible says, despise, he, he had to endure that in the cross, despising the shame, and he's seated now at the right hand of God. I want you to focus on that word for the joy. That when he was being punished, he was looking at us and saying, You are worth it. You are my precious pearl, and I want to buy you, to free you so that you can live a life for my glory. Amen? Can I ask everyone to stand as we close in prayer? I'm going to show you this picture, and then we're going to pray. Can we go back to the picture? This is a picture that I chose to end this preaching because of two reasons. Number one, you know, God wants to invite some of you back. You've been there already, but for some reason, you chose to turn around. Say, Lord, I'll just do it on my own. I believe God wants you back in His arms today. Speaking to you, ministering to you, calling you out and saying, you know what? You've seen how to live your life on your own, but today I want you back. Anak, I know what's best for you, but you just have to surrender those things that I've been asking you to surrender to. With all heads bowed down and eyes closed, if that's you, there's just this one thing. For some reason, Lord, ito lang hindi ko surrender. You know, God's telling you today, Anak, surrender mo na. It's destroying you. It's killing you. It's it's destroying the relationships around you. If that's you, I just want to encourage you to raise your hand today. You just want to surrender it to God and say, Lord, I need the grace. Mahirap, Lord. But I need your grace today. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I see these hands. Lord, maraming salamat that you are speaking to these people who are raising their hands. Thank you, Lord God, that you are doing your work in them. So, Lord, I pray, as they raise their hands, Lord God, you are the one who will do your work in them.
Lord, give them double portion of grace and favor, Lord, as they release it to you today. Lord, today we declare they are no longer a slave to that one thing that they can't release in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, that as they release it to you, Lord God, you will be the one to do your work in them. You will be the one to do your work through them, Lord God, and that as you release them, Lord, they will experience you as a father. They will experience the breakthroughs through you, Lord, not through their efforts, but only through you and you alone. You may put your hands down. I want to pray for the next group of people. And it's as if for some reason, it just makes sense today. God is talking to you and you know this, that Lord, this is your kingdom. Ito pala yon. Now I get it. And you want to enjoy that kind of treasure in your life. You want to enjoy that kind of love, that kind of forgiveness, that kind of hope, that full life in Him. With all heads bowed down and eyes closed, that's you. You want to go in the kingdom of God, to be a citizen of His kingdom. Just raise your hand so we can pray for you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, I see these hands. I see those, those hands at the back. Lord, thank you for the boldest that you're giving them, Lord. Lord, it's not an accident that you have prepared your people today as they surrender their lives to you. And so for those who are raising their hands, just say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, thank you of drawing me closer to you, of bringing me face to face to you. Lord, forgive me of my ways. I repent, Lord, I will not go back to the life of sin as I pursue you and you alone. Lord, be the ruler of my life today. Be the king of my life today. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. And three days later, rising, proving that you are the Son of God. And so, Lord, as you do that in my life, Lord, today, I declare that you are my Lord and Savior. Do your work in my life today. Do the change that you want for me. Transform me today. Make me into your image and likeness. Give me that grace to seek you more and more today. In Jesus' name. Let's give God praise today. want to speak a blessing to everyone. Lord, thank you as you bless your people. Bless them as they come in and bless them as they go out. Lord, I declare that your provision will overtake them. Lord, your presence will be with them. Open doors for them, Lord God. Be their breakthrough today. Bless them this week, Lord God. Heal them, Lord, for those who are sick. Thank you, Lord God, for your presence here in this place in jesus name and everybody say amen and amen god bless you all see you next week